Hey, welcome back, Next Level Crew. We're here for our next episode of What's Your Next, and we are going back to the FDD, and today it's item 20. Welcome to What's Your Next. This is the go-to podcast for aspiring business owners who want to get to the next level, escape the rat race, and give their middle finger to the corporate 9 to 5. If you want financial freedom, work-life balance, and the business of your dreams, you're in the right place. Dave and Stacy Riska, husband-wife franchising duo, openly share their successes, failures, and lessons learned in franchising, business ownership, and working with your spouse. And item 20 is also a doozy. It's a big item in that there is a lot of numbers and facts and figures that are covered in this number regarding to the number of units within a franchise being disclosed in this particular section. And in this particular item and section, one of the things to be aware of is if it's not like the item 19 where there's a lot of flexibility in how the numbers and stuff are presented in item 19 regarding the operations of their franchises. This one is more regarding the actual number of units in operation and the status of those units. So. That's what we're covering today, and we're going to go ahead and jump right in here. And what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of outline each one of these. There's tables, and there's five tables within this, and we'll show you each one of these tables as we describe them on the screen here. And these tables, you know, as I said, are going to lay out the different numbering that you're going to see for each of these different five areas that must be covered in the item 20. And the first one has to do with the, the system-wide summary of the net change of both franchised and company-owned outlets in the last fit, three fiscal years. And Stacy, so do you want to give a little bit more background on this one and what these numbers mean? Yeah, sure. So as Dave was saying, item 20 is going to, it's so in-depth, it's going to comprise of five tables and every franchise must follow the same delineage of how these tables are structured. So item 19, when you're talking about money, it's a little bit more flexible. Item 20, not. And table one, as Dave said, is going to compare franchised units versus company-owned units. And this can be really insightful when you're looking at it because you want to know are franchise units increasing, decreasing, kind of staying stagnant as compared to a company-owned location? When Dave and I are talking to candidates and we're presenting options to them, we always make them aware of how many company-owned units there are. Because when there's a company-owned unit, that means they have skin in the game, right? They're practicing what they preach. They're trying new things to help their franchisees. So if you see one where company units might be decreasing, well, maybe you want to ask, well, why is that? And maybe it's because they're focusing more on building their franchisees, but maybe there's something going on and it could be a potential red flag. Right. So in this table, again, it's about comparing how franchised units are doing as compared to company-owned units. Got it. Got it. And then there are many reasons if that number is decreasing 
that could cause that. So we're not going to get into that. We may actually touch on some of those as we get into some of these other tables anyway. So let's go ahead and march into the second one here. And this is the second table in the, in the item 20. The total number of outlet transfers within each state of franchise outlets, meaning this doesn't include company outlets. These are just franchised outlets by state, essentially, and the changes that have occurred. So are there any important things here that if somebody's looking at item 20 that they should be looking at? Well, let's help them understand what a transfer is because it's not a new unit and it's not a closed unit. A transfer is when an existing location is sold to another incoming franchisee. So that's what a transfer is. So you're not going to see necessarily big numbers probably, but it's nice that they break it down by state. So for example, Dave and I, we're in Maryland, and as we're reviewing the FDD for our franchise, we're paying attention to this, right? Because if we see that in Maryland, there's a lot of transfers. What would you think, Dave? Well, I would think that there may be some dissatisfied franchisees. You know, number one might be the reason. Number two is maybe that state's just having, it's a seasonal state and that type of business is having a rough time because it's seasonal. It's, it's very hard to say. And as we go back to the first, the first table, one of the reasons the numbers of a franchisor's owned units might go down as they may transfer them to the franchisees. Yeah, so I was going to get yeah. to that. I didn't want to say that until we got to the second one mm -hmm. because it ties in with that. So let's go right into the third one. And the third one is has to do with the disclosure and the changes in the status of the franchise owned outlets located in a state for each franchiser for the last three years or franchisers for the, for the last three years. So this one is a little different than the other two in that it's got, and you'll see this here on the screen, it's got a lot more variations to what the franchise status is within the numbers here, Stacy. So you want to talk a little bit about what some of this breakdown means for each of these different statuses? Yeah, this is a very detailed table, as you can see. So it's going to show it for the past three years so you can see trends over time. And basically, it's going to say, okay, how many outlets were open at the beginning of that year? And then how many new ones might have opened? Did any terminate or close? Did any decide not to renew? Did any get acquired by the corporate entity, by the franchisor? Did any of them cease operations for any other reason? And then at the end of that, when all that math is done, how many outlets were there at the end of the year? So basically beginning of the year, end of the year. And so you're going to see that by state over a three-year period. So you should certainly look in your state and the areas around you to see what kind of trends are happening because there might be some insightful things happening, especially in seasonally related types of franchises. Um, so what you want to see as a whole, though, is it trending up? Is there kind of plateau? Is it decreasing? And you may actually see areas of opportunity. That could mean, gosh, there's nobody in my area. This is a great opportunity to come in and dominate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is an in-depth table. A lot of different reasons or I'll call them statuses 
uh, within each of the franchise, the, each location of the franchise of where it sits on this table. So the next one is the fourth table, and it's the franchisor must disclose the status of company-owned outlets in each state for the last three fiscal years. Mm -hmm. And this is the same kind of breakdown where it's got multiple statuses, but this is the franchisor-owned units. So again, a lot of the same things are covered here, but what might be some of the things about the changes in franchisor units that people would want to know about? Well, right. So franchisor, these are the company-owned units. And there could be multiple reasons why they're e either adding on new locations and or um, getting rid of those locations. So as Dave said, one situation could be where they are then selling them to franchisees to take over those locations for them. But another situation could be that a company-owned unit may be they could be opening new locations because they want to test out new markets before they bring in for, uh, new franchisees. They may be closing them. There may be just not market demand, and so therefore they may de decide to close it down. So you're not going to necessarily see big numbers because most of the franchises that we tend to work with don't have a lot of company-owned units. Maybe some of the bigger ones would have as many as 20 but most of the franchises we work with usually have between one and five. So you're not going to see in the whole United States big trends happening in this table. Right, right. right. So again, good. just look at the trends. It's hard to use these trends for the franchisor units because there may not be a lot of mm -hmm. them. And if one changes, that could have a big impact on the numbers. I think it's more important to look at the franchisee units that have changed status over the particular three-year period. All right, so the last one, the final of them all, and that is the franchisor must disclose its projections of new outlet openings in each state, as well as the number of franchise agreements that have been signed but not yet resulted in the opening of the franchised outlet. And again, this is, again, one of those ones I would look at pretty closely. It doesn't have the detail of the previous two, but it has some importance. Stacy, do you want to share with our our listeners here what might be the importance of this particular table? Yeah, this one's very insightful. So again, it's broken down by state, but here's the thing. It's saying how many franchise agreements were signed, but then also how many were opened. And that can be a big difference. So a franchise, especially some of these emerging brands, can be really focused on selling, selling, let's get in there, let's get the territory sold, buy one, get one free, you know, they're selling these franchise agreements, and then it'll take a long time to open, two, three years. And actually, this happened in our franchise. So the franchise was growing so quickly and they were initially, as Dave has said many times, an event-based model. And the demand was so high, people were saying, where's your store? So the franchise decided, well, we're going to open up stores. Well, the franchise really didn't have experience in opening up stores. So it was taking them a long time to open them. So they had new people coming in buying franchise agreements. And it was then two or three years later, they were opening their doors. So those are the kind of anomalies that you want to pay attention right. to. Right. And I think what's important about this is as you look at different franchises, that these numbers are going to be different based on the type of franchise probably as well. 
I think what Stacy's saying is that is definitely you're going to see more that have been sold and not opened yet in a franchise that's heavily a brick and mortar type environment, just because of the time it takes to get everything done, all the permitting and so on and so forth that they can say that you've opened. Whereas a home services franchise that is home based, you might be able to get started in a month after training. So there can be a big difference in these numbers with the different kinds of franchises. So you just, again, make sure that you take that into account if you're looking at a bunch of different franchises that this is not gonna be necessarily an apples to apples comparison franchise to franchise. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot in this item. It's a long item. These charts are, are, these graphs and charts are, are very in depth, provide a lot of good information for you if you're looking at and you know doing your due diligence on a franchise and certainly these could be tied in with some really good questions that you could be asking to the franchisor during due diligence and those franchisees that you're likely going to be talking to of any franchise during the due diligence with some of these numbers it's going to show you know what you're talking about you know you read the fdd and it's going to give you insights that you would normally not get if you didn't really understand what these numbers meant yeah so yeah, I think this is a very insightful item. It's weird that they kind of put it at the end, um, but it, it is right after the financial representations of item 19, and it kind of ties in. There's no money here per se, but you do get a lot of trend information and kind of get a insights into what's really happening in the franchise, both as a whole, franchise versus company owned, and by state. So a lot of valuable information yeah, I, in there. I think so. Very important item here. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again today. If you like our content, please like, subscribe. We're going to be marching on, probably doing another item in the FTT, item number 21 next. We'll catch you on the next episode of What's Your Next. There are over 4,000 franchise concepts that could be your dream business. Which one is the perfect one for you? Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com and find out. Your dream business awaits. Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com now and find the perfect business that will get you to your next level.